new car, new house. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about some things in the spirit, man. Yeah, I feel restoration in the house. I feel healing in the house. Yeah. Yay, God. I feel a fresh anointing in the house. Yeah, just lift those hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Yes, sir. So we honor the Lord, uh, Jesus Christ, and we honor the men of God that are here today with us, our assistant pastor and all of the elders and ministers and to the deacons and missionaries and mothers and uh, to our first lady, to the people of God. Amen. We say, praise the Lord. Um, praise the Lord. The gospel according to St. Mark. Now, we have not asked for any special gift or sacrifice during the fast, but I'm going to ask for one after the word of God. At the appropriate time, I'm going to ask everyone to give a dollar for each day of the fast. Join me in giving the Lord a $21 offering of consecration. We'll do that after the word of God. I am believing God. Amen, and we want to make sacrifice. Father, we're so grateful. Thank you for your keeping power. Thank you for your patience towards us. Hallelujah. We ask now, Lord, that you would send your word. We need your word. We, we have to have your word. Yes, your word is every breath we take is based upon your word if we have to have a word from you centered in this house walk down the aisles stop by every pew whisper in every ear deal with every heart do it lord in the name of jesus and we'll give your name the praise amen amen the gospel according to St. Mark, verse chapter 9, rather. Now, I'll begin at verse 28. Is not where the story begins, but to expedite time, we'll just start from verse 28, and you'll understand it by and by. It's verse 28, chapter 9, the gospel according to St. Mark. You have it. Say amen. I'll read verses 28 and 29. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, this kind come, can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word, sanctified in our hearts, that we may grow thereby. And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing, but by prayer and fasting. Want to borrow two words out of that verse, this kind. You may be seated, this kind. Many times I've spoken to you, many sermons and lessons, perhaps not only by me, but by others who have stopped by to minister, ministers here, and there have been workshops and teachings, and many times you've heard it, even from across this desk, concerning the different levels or heights or depths in God that can, that can only be reached or realized through faith talk about it all the time as a matter of fact we're saved through faith by grace you have to believe first that he is God then that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him we should have already learned then that by now that faith just like every other area of your life has to be developed I am leery of people who conduct themselves or even talk as if to give the impression that they've already arrived. 
though they've already, as Paul said, they've already apprehended everything they need. Paul said, I'm an apostle, but there's stuff I still need to know. There's, there's areas in my life where I still need to grow. He said, I speak in tongues more than all of y'all. But I'll be the first to admit that there are days when my faith is not where it should be. Here is an apostle being transparent and saying, listen, don't get the big head. You better let God lead you and guide you. You better let him develop you. So faith is an area just like any other area that needs to be developed because there, there are things that plague our faith. There, there are things that make it difficult at times, yes, and all you have to do is listen to the testimonies of the saints and you'll understand that the people of God go through some tumultuous things, some, some hideous things, things gone through we haven't really even discussed with folk you you wouldn't believe some of the things we have to go through yeah highlight you look at somebody tell them you wouldn't believe all the stuff i go through yeah i people misunderstand our praise sometimes and they 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 interpret our praise to, as if to say we don't go through anything but no we're we're going through, but we're praising him because we know God can bring us out. Yeah. But there are things that mess with our faith and bring about feelings of fear and discouragement. And here's a conversation that a lot of people of God don't like to have because they want you to think they have it together all the time. But no, there, there are days when fear knocks on the door. Days when you'll hear something or see something and fear will come. I'm still in my flesh and there are days when, when I have to say, Lord, help me with this. Discouragement may settle in. Yes, I speak in tongues and I shout. I know how to do the huckabuck. But there are days when I'm going through and my faith is struggling and having a wrestling match with discouragement. And although I hear the word, I'm struggling to apply the word because the pain is real. Yeah. So there are also times when the people of God may not admit it, but there are times when you doubt. Yeah. Yeah, saved as you are. Can it happen? Will it happen? I don't see it happening. And the enemy will whisper in your ear and you'll find yourself, if you're not careful, doubting the reality of God's word. It's, it's life. It, it happens to the strongest of us. Even unbelief will come and sit on your couch and try to push you to a place where you, you just can't receive it because of the situation being so surreal. I, I can't believe the Lord would allow me to go through something like this. But I've come to help you this morning and, and just talk straight talk because you have to understand that faith is always going to be challenged. Always. Look at somebody and say always. As a matter of fact, the longer you serve him and worship him, at times you'll discover the greater the tests will come in your life. He wouldn't bother you if you weren't trying to live right. Devil wouldn't mess with you. And truth be told, God wouldn't even allow you to go through certain things if you were just playing church. He, he will try you. Did not he say Job was perfect in his sight? Yet he tried him. And one writer said, after he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Say it with me, faith is always challenged. Yeah. And we wouldn't really know what level of faith we were currently on except we were tried or tested or challenged some kind of way. I, I, I've got to be tried. And so the discussion, can I take my time? Then, then the discussion would have to be, what, what, what do I do when... My faith is being challenged. 
how do I conduct myself? And, and I think this is an appropriate discussion even before I start preaching and get into the text because there are some when their faith is being tested, they shut down. Shut down on God. They, they won't praise. They won't sing because they've got an attitude with life. I started to say an attitude with God. That might be the truth because of what they've been going through. But I, I want to help you. When, when your faith is being tested, the first thing you have to do is start with what you know. Look at somebody and say, start with what you know. Now, it's not God's fault if you haven't learned anything about him yet. We haven't taken time to hear his voice and know his ways. So that's why the Bible says, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise. And that's predicated upon what you've already discovered about God. Start with what you know. What do you know? I know he's a healer, not because you told me, but because I was sick before. And he healed me then. And if he healed me then, he can heal me now. Just look at somebody and say, he can do it again. Yes, he will. Yes, yeah. The second thing I need to help you with deals with perception. You've got to see the big picture. Sometimes we, we take it personal, but even though you're the one going through, you, you can't take it personal. You have to see the big picture because what you're going through, somebody's watching you. So a lot of times your pain is a testimony to God's glory and his power. And it will show others that even though we're going through, God is yet able to perform, to bless. You've got to see the big picture. Look at somebody and say, you've got to see the big picture. Not always about you. It's God is going to use your struggle as a testimony to his greatness. He's going to use your pain to teach someone else how to praise him. Be able to say, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. And the third thing, perhaps I personally think maybe this next thing might be the most difficult thing you have to be willing to wait look at somebody say you have to be willing to wait yeah that's the first lesson you learn while your faith is being developed god will put you in the place where you have to wait the only way you'll see it you have to wait for it Mm -hmm. and james said knowing this that the trying of your faith works patience Then he has the audacity to say to us, let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And the other thing we have to do when you realize your faith is being tested, you have to stay in God's word. Don't don't close the book. Don't, Don't shut down. You have to stay in his word because faith needs the word of God. Remember the text? Faith comes by, and it's not just what the preacher says, but even while you're reading the Bible, I've learned to read it out loud. (laughs) Yeah, just like the little kids do in romper room. Read it out loud. Let yourself hear yourself reading God's word. Read it loud. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Tell somebody, say, read it loud. Yes. Then faith needs prayer. And I feel sorry for those of you who won't pray. I didn't say struggle with it. There are saints, you know, that say they're saints, but they will not pray. They won't pray. And they'll say, well, I won't come to prayer meeting. I'll stay home and pray. But the truth is, if they won't come to God's house to pray, 99% of the time they won't pray in their own house either. But faith needs to pray. It's it's for your development and growth. You've got to learn how to conversate with God. You've got to learn how to pray. And he tells us that we should pray as though we've already received what we've asked him for. And he says, and ye shall have them. Final thing is what we've been doing for about 21 days. Prayer needs fasting sometimes for the same reasons and these are biblical principles you you have to be able to deny yourself in order to reap 
some of the blessings of God. There's some things you'll have to work for in the kingdom. Won't be handed to you on a silver platter. You've got to work for it. You've got to struggle for it. You've got to cry for it. You've got to be wounded for it. Some things. And then after you've suffered a while, I'll come by and strengthen and settle and establish you. Scripture text, the book of Mark, we've read, and then I've read out of the gospel according to Mark, and understand that it was Mark that grew up in Jerusalem. And according to the word of God, the word that we read in the book of Acts, he was among those who were part of the first generation of Holy Ghost field folk. That first crew that came out of the upper room, that first generation that received the word from God and it was Mark, many don't know, who had an opportunity of being associated with three different ministries of the apostles. There was Paul and there was Barnabas and Peter, whom he spent most of his life in his ministerial career with. And although this particular book is the briefest of the Gospels, it is a narrative that you'll find most descriptive and detailed, more concise than the other parallel accounts that you'll read in Matthew and in Luke. It is this gospel also, historically, understand it was written in Latin and later it would be written in the language of Greek because that was the current and most fluid language of that time. Although it's an epistle, some would say written to the Romans, it is written in the Greek language and it presents my Lord as being a servant. He was Christ, but he was a servant. Let me say it again. He was Christ, but he was a servant. It didn't matter who you were. He was a servant. And I'm saying this because God manifested in the flesh, thought it not robbery to come down, hallelujah, participate among men who were wrapped in evil flesh, but he didn't hold my mess against me. He came, and he was willing to serve, a servant of those, and he would come to accomplish a specific work. Therefore, when you read the Gospel of Mark, it's a bit different than reading the other Gospels. He more or less will concentrate on the works of Jesus, what he did, not just what he said, but what he did. And I love this about this particular gospel because there are those who do a whole lot of talk, but they're not willing to do anything to back up what they say. But Mark wanted us to understand that everything Jesus said, he was able to back up his word. This is why the apostle Paul writes it when he talks to the Corinthians about what the kingdom should be like. He says the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but power. Hallelujah. Don't tell me. Show me. Hallelujah. He said it's not a matter of what you say out of your mouth, but it's the working of the power of God. That's what the kingdom is all about. Listen, we can talk about power until we're blue in the face, but if nobody can feel the power. Hallelujah. The kingdom is not at work, but I'm so glad that I can feel the power. Look at somebody and say, I'm glad that I can feel the power. So here Mark would talk about the fact that Jesus would heal sick ones and raise dead ones. And even in the midst of those who would, hallelujah, relentlessly fight against his ministry, he continues to prove that I came to heal, set free, and deliver. Most of all, I came to save. Hallelujah. And oftentimes, many of the things that he would do and say, it would be done to test and prove those who would follow him. Because in his mind, he was saying, listen, I'm going away soon, and I want you to be able to perform great exploits. And I need to know that you really believe in your God. Not only believing, but you're able to function the way you should be functioning in the kingdom. I don't just want you to be a bunch of folks that are clapping and running and screaming, but I want you to be able to walk with that power. 
Hallelujah. Because there are a whole lot of folks running and screaming, but it doesn't mean that they have the power. It's not just power for you, but it's power to help someone else also. This is what Jesus was talking about. He said, I don't want my church to be the kind of church where people come in and leave the same way that they came. I don't want them to come around my children and uh, sit next to my child bound. And when they get up, they're still bound, maybe more bound than they were when they first got there. But uh, I want them to feel the power that's abiding on the inside. Remember these words? He says, after that the Holy Ghost has come, you shall have, say it with me, power. Lay your hands on somebody and just say power. Hallelujah. So Jesus would demonstrate this power. And there were those, hallelujah, who were enthused. They, they were excited about what they saw. There were those even that would try to copy, hallelujah, what Jesus did. They would watch him and mimic and say, I can do exactly what he does. But they didn't really believe that Jesus was who he said he was. They were not connected to him. There are a whole lot of folks in the church who are trying to do Jesus stuff, but they're not connected to Jesus. You can't do Jesus stuff if you don't believe Jesus is who he says he is. You're not connected to him. Laying hands on folk and you're more connected to flesh than you are to the power of God. If they have a demon, you're going to give them part of the demon you have. And when you walk away from them, they'll have one more demon than they had before you touched them. And, and Jesus said, I don't want my church to be the kind of church where all you do is swap demons and he, he said my house should be a house of prayer a house of deliverance and when you pray I answer and if anyone's sick they can be healed anyone bound they can be delivered and hallelujah it's a church that's walking by faith and it's not a faith that's just spoken verbally but it is a faith hallelujah that is exercised touch somebody and say it's a faith that's exercised where you're not just talking it because he said in his word you shall lay hands on the sick not just for the preacher it's for every born again believer you can lay hands on the sick and they shall I felt you tighten up on me you think the preacher is the only one that can say the blood of Jesus and it has to move no if you have the power on the inside and if you really believe hallelujah that demon will listen to you just like he listen to the preacher hallelujah and he'll have to move all you have to do is exercise your faith touch somebody and say exercise your faith so Mark did not dilly dally he would go straight into the stories he would go directly into what was going on this one was sick and Jesus healed them I, I want you to see that the power of God is real and uh, hallelujah on this occasion Mark writes and says uh, it was an occasion where Jesus comes up uh, among his disciples and uh, he sees a great multitude hanging around and the, the scribes were questioning uh, the disciples and straightway all the people uh, when they beheld Jesus they were amazed running to him they they saluted the Lord and the Bible immediately says according to what Mark describes uh, someone asked Jesus a question and uh, the multitude answered and said hallelujah round I brought my son to your disciples and uh, he had a dumb spirit now Matthew when he writes he said the boy was crazy he was a, a lunatic he would scratch himself tear at himself he was uncontrollable and uh, he would describe and say the spirit in him tears him and uh, he foams at the mouth and uh, hallelujah he cuts 
cuts his teeth and he speaks to the disciples and says I need you to cast this demon out and the report was when we brought him to your disciples they could not cast the demon out when Jesus heard the report he immediately speaks and says oh faithless generation how long should I be with you how long shall I suffer you in other words how long hallelujah do I have to deal with your unbelief your timidity where you say you believe but when it comes to putting it in action you struggle with doubt and unbelief so he says bring the boy to me and you remember the story when they brought rather the boy to him he begins to watch the young man foam at the mouth and he asks his father how long has he been dealing with this hallelujah and his father says since he was a little child now when I read this immediately it came to my spirit that there are some things that linger there there are some things the enemy will place in your life that are the assignment of the enemy one thing that came to my mind when I was meditating was generational stuff hallelujah the enemy will latch hold to you and uh, hallelujah because he wants to continue a generational proposition and uh, hallelujah your forefathers had it so you have to have it and if Dr. Luke was here maybe he would have diagnosed the young man as being an epileptic he he had all of the symptoms but uh, hallelujah the father said it's a demon it's a a spirit it's unseemly and uh, he's been acting like this from a child I got up this morning hallelujah to look every demonic principality that has been lingering in your life following you following your children hallelujah following your household he's a liar and there comes a time where God will give you an opportunity hallelujah to be loosed from from that principality and I, I didn't come to play games I didn't come to make you shout I, I came to deal with what's holding you pinning you what's been cursing you dealing with you you're born again believer speaking in tongues but you're living in a straight jacket even though your hands are raised there's a spirit holding you the, the devil is a liar look at somebody say the devil is a liar he said often times he would cast my son in the fire and into waters trying to kill my boy trying to destroy and if you think about it what he's dealing with is the posterity of his family if you kill my son hallelujah the bloodline will cease perhaps this is where it ends and I, I came to put it in the atmosphere I'll just because the devil is trying to shut it down it it doesn't mean that that's the way it has to be no I told you already the devil is a liar lean on somebody and just ask them this question who told you it was over demon was it that knocked on your door and uh, and said it's going to end here I'm, uh, I'm going to destroy your house I'm, I'm going to destroy your peace yes I know you go to church but when I get through with you you won't pray no more look at somebody tell them the devil is a liar the boy's father looks at Jesus and said I need your help I don't want to go back home like this I'm tired of dealing with this have compassion on us he was being tormented humiliated he hallelujah it was a mess and he says Jesus have compassion and help us 
And here is the answer that the master gives. He said, if you can believe. Help somebody this morning and say, if you can believe. He said, because to those that believe, all things are possible. To those that believe, all things. High five three people and say, all things, all things. He didn't say it's possible just because you go to church every Sunday. He said, no. Hallelujah. The condition is you've got to really believe. And if you can hold on to your faith, all things. How many things did I say? All things. How many things did I say? How many things did I say? All things are possible. Put your arms around somebody and say all things are possible. I love this story because immediately when he receives the word, he's not like some of us who leave church. I let you act like I already know that. I don't need to hear that no more. He, he didn't shut down, but he allows the word to shine the light on his unbelief. Hallelujah. Yes, I'm struggling with this. I'm afraid. I see what's going on, and I've been dealing with it, and the enemy has made me feel like it's supposed to stay like this. He's been like this from a little boy, and now he's all and it seems like that it's supposed to be like this and he said Lord with tears coming down his face I believe but help my unbelief he confessed that I don't believe the way I should believe and I waver at times because it seems like the more I pray the worse it gets I come to church I do what I'm supposed to do but when I get home it's worse than it was and when I came to church and the devil is trying to make me feel like I've been praising and hallelujah and believing for naught hallelujah so I need you to help my unbelief help me hold on to my faith oh you don't want to be real today you want people to think that you're there all the time and how you want people to think that you're superman superman yes i got my uniform on you want people to feel like there's an s on your chest but no some days i feel despondent there there were days when i'm struggling because hallelujah it hurts it's messy and i'm crying i'm trying to shout but there were tears underneath my hallelujah hallelujah and i'm trying to be steadfast but my world is spinning around anybody know what i'm talking about you you better be real in here don't you come up in the presence of the lord and leave without your miracle you you gotta be transparent enough to say lord i believe help me with my struggle help me to hold fast to my faith it, it hurts and I, I feel like I'm losing my grip hallelujah get somebody by the hand and tell them hold 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 even though you feel like you're gonna slip hold even though you feel like you're gonna pass out hold come on tell them speak to them tell them I don't want you to leave without your miracle I don't want you to leave without your blessing one word is all they need to hear hold 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 to your faith hold to your faith all things are possible hold because with my God nothing shall be impossible come on scream at them and say hold baby hold 
Naomba. Hallelujah. I didn't come this far. I know it's been difficult, but I didn't come this far just to lose everything. And when Jesus saw that the people were running together, they were coming around to see what was going on. Jesus speaks to that demon. And he says, thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee to come out of here. I don't just want you to leave, but I'm going to shut the door behind you. I, I want you to come out and I, I don't want you to come back here no more and that's where I am with the devil I, I don't just want you to leave but I want you to know that the door is locked behind you I, I want you to get out of here and don't come back anymore you, you remember the song Ray Charles used to sing hit the road Jack and don't come back no more shake your neighbor's hand and tell him he's getting ready to leave here I don't know what your struggle's been but he's getting ready to get out he's getting ready to get out and he won't be back I'm putting him out Jesus told me to tell you I'm gonna put that demon out and he won't be back anymore come on children help me preach in here tell him he's gonna put that demon out and he won't be back anymore I didn't hear you tell him he won't be back he won't be back no more and when he said it the devil acted out started acting crazy and spitted and crying and laid down like he was dead hallelujah got so bad until people started criticizing and saying Jesus killed the boy but Jesus went and touched him and took him by the hand and the boy got up on his feet and when Jesus Jesus got in the house the disciples came to him and said Lord what's the matter we tried to cast the devil out hallelujah but when we said in the name of Jesus the devil just laughed at us we even started shaking and rebuking the devil and he wouldn't come out hallelujah and Jesus used it as a teachable moment he said this kind you're not dealing with just any old kind of situation there are lingering situations there are demons that have been assigned to your life and you gotta do more than just clap your hands and speak in tongues you, you've gotta have a closeness with God you've gotta be so close that when you speak they don't hear your voice they hear the voice of your God hallelujah that's why you can't afford to play church you can't afford to just look like you're there you gotta make your way into that place hallelujah and you gotta do more than a hickam messiah you gotta have the standing with your God and you gotta be willing to deny your flesh and say Lord I can't do it in my flesh it's not by power it's not by might but it's by your spirit I feel my help now it's, it's by my spirit save the Lord so the Lord uses it to show them about this kind touch somebody and say neighbor I've been through a lot of things but every now and then I'll come across this kind something that refuses to let go something that refuses to release something that refuses to leave me alone this kind Jesus said there's that kind all you gotta do is look at it all you 
gotta do is sing one of those blood songs. All you gotta do is rebuke it and it'll leave your house. But then the devil, he'll send a strong man, he'll send a weightlifting demon, he'll send a head honcho, he'll send a principality, a higher rank demon. He'll send a manager. He'll send a supervising demon. He'll step in your life and say, I ain't going nowhere. I know your weakness. I know you can only praise God when you're in church. But when you get home, hey, hey, and you're going through all that stuff, you don't praise God. So I'll wait till you leave church And I'll follow you in your house And I'll sit in your living room I'll mess with your children I'll stir up generational confusion And I'll refuse to go That's this kind That's what Jesus was talking about And he said the only way you can get rid of that demon you've got to pray and fast you've got to deny your flesh and draw nigh to me and if you draw nigh to me can I preach in here I'll draw nigh to you some of y'all you might pray hallelujah but when it comes to prayer and fasting you can't have a chicken leg in one hand and the bible in the other hand baby you gotta push the plate away and sing a little bit of nearer my God to thee I need more power I need a surge I need I need to feel the foot of God kicking that demon out I need more than I ever needed him before there's a demon that won't leave my family alone there's a struggle I can't seem to get loose from there's a principality that keeps ringing my doorbell I need to pray and say father I stretch my hand to thee there is no other help I know and I gotta push the plate away and feast on his word and say his word have I hid in my heart that I won't sin against him and I esteem his word greater than my necessary middles I'd rather eat on his word and the more word I eat the more muscles I'll grow you remember Popeye every time Bluto mess with Popeye he would knock him around kick him down the street and then Popeye will get up on his feet and say I can't stand it and I can't stand it no more and a can of spinach will come out of his chest hallelujah and all of a sudden you hear that song I'm Popeye the sailor man it's the same in the spiritual realm when you can't take it no more when you can't make no headway hallelujah you gotta call on the name of Jesus I get a piece of his word his word that reminds me that he's the alpha and he's the omega his word that reminds me 
can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. His word that develops me. His word. So when I stand in front of that demon, the excellency is not found in my flesh, but it's the excellency that's found in the power of my God. I got a word for every believer. I came to talk to everybody that's been praying and fasting for 21 days. Get up, children, and put that demon out. Go over to somebody in here and tell your neighbor today we going to deal with this kind. We've been dancing around it. We've been singing on top of it. But today, I'm going to deal with this kind. This mess that we keep on walking around. Touch and agree with somebody and say this kind has got to go. He got to get out of here. You don't have to go home, but you got to leave here. Get out of here. That backbiting demon, get out of here. That fornicating demon, get out of here. That lying demon, get out of here. That demon of division, get out of here. Take your Holy Ghost filled foot and kick him out right now. Kick him and tell him in the name of Jesus, get out of here. Get out. Get out. Not just here. But I want you out of my house. I want you to take your filthy hands off of my children. Take your filthy hands off of my son. Take your dirty hand off of my daughter. The blood of Jesus. Is against you. I don't hear you. You've been praying. You've been fasting. Get somebody by the hand and tell them you've been praying. You've been fasting. Now go to work. The weapons of all warfare. They're not criminal. Almighty for the pulling down of strongholds. Who in here will help me pull it down? Reach up and say, Satan, you gotta come down from there. Pull them down. Say in the name of Jesus. Pull them down. Pull down. Pull down fear. Pull down. Come on, pull it down. Say the blood of Jesus. Yeah. 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 the Holy Ghost in this room. How many of y'all been praying and fasting? Turn your plate down. Jesus told me to tell you. Now apply the word. You got a surge of power. Hallelujah. Walk over to somebody and just lay your hand on their shoulder and say, if you've been sick, he be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Come 
on, say it out of your mouth. Say it like you believe it. Say it. I've been praying for your healing. I've been praying for your deliverance. I've been praying that he would save your children. I've been praying that the Lord would turn it around. Lay your hand on them again and tell them he will do it. As a matter of fact, it's done. It's done right now. Say it out of your mouth. Be healed. Be saved. And be delivered. Be healed. Be saved. And be delivered. Say it out of your mouth. Be healed. Be saved. And be delivered. Be healed. Be saved. And be delivered. Say it. Say it. Say it. This, this kind. Oh ho ho. Hishanda rabo. Hishanda. This kind. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. But understand, there are times where you have to deal with this kind. He said, don't run and hide. Turn your plate down. Fast and pray. That demon will have to release. Lift your hands where you are. This kind. He said, this kind, it won't budge except you pray and fast unless you fast and pray that demon then will have to loosen his grip and he wasn't talking about a temporary relief he wasn't talking about the demon taking a vacation. When Jesus dealt with him, he said, get out and don't come back anymore. He doesn't just want you to be delivered for a time. He doesn't just want you to be delivered on Sunday, but he wants you to walk in perpetual deliverance. He doesn't do anything halfway. He's not a half-do, halfway God. He doesn't live in the halfway house. Whatever he does, he accomplishes it. Total and complete deliverance. Just lift your hands and say it out of your mouth. Total and complete deliverance. Yes. Some of you even said that a little timid as though... You really don't believe it. But if I can get, just get a few people who really believe to say it out of your mouth in faith and confidence, say total and complete deliverance. Oh. 